Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out what the broadcast schedule is for the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And the Exxon Radio Show is coming to you around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. Exxon Nation, my first guest tonight is Dave Miller. And Dave spent every summer as a child playing in the caves surrounding Greenville, West Virginia, deep in the Appalachian Mountains. This started a series of lifelong uh, coincidences that one day would draw him back to the very place where he started his adventure. This life journey would prepare him somewhat for where he would find one day buried on the side of a mountain that contains the graves of his ancestors. Dave has been a contributor to the Smithsonian Magazine, Ancient uh, Origins Magazine, Paranormal Underground Magazine, and IONS, the Institute of Noetic Sciences. His website, www.theseaboldeffect.com. And Dave, welcome to the Exome. Thank you. Glad to be here. I've got to tell you something. Uh, we've driven through West Virginia many times, and the Appalachian area is just beautiful. It is so beautiful. Yeah, people don't realize that the Appalachian Mountains are some of the oldest mountains in, in the world. And uh, the, the, the New River, mm-hmm. which is ironically called the New River, is the second oldest river in the world. 
and uh, it has a strong. All this has a, uh, a strong connection to the, to my property in Western, in excuse me, in Western Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, and the Appalachian Mountains. And uh, it, you're right; it's beautiful. Where did your interest in the supernatural come from, Dave? Well, I probably uh, where probably my first experience, I think, with the supernatural activity was uh, in West, in in Greenville, West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, and both sets of my uh, grandparents on my mother's side and my father's side, they lived across the street from each other in, a, in, a, in the small town of Greenville, West Virginia. And surrounding Greenville was the Saltpeter Cave System. And as a kid, uh, we would play in these caves. every. We, I'd spend my whole summer up there every year, and we'd play in the caves all day long, every day. And... Uh, it was so. I, so I grew up in a quite uh, unusual environment, and I, I believe the first supernatural activity that happened to me was in those caves. And uh, I do write about it in the book, and it, and it plays a big role in the book. Um, we would pl- we would go in one entrance of the cave system, and we'd go a mile or two and come out wow. of an, uh, a completely different entrance. Um, it was it was like Shangri La. It was something uh, very surreal. And one time we were we were investigating what they call the devil's writing table, and that we would we would uh, go down a, 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 a circular tunnel, mm-hmm. and we would go down there for a long distance, and it would slow the tunnel would slowly get smaller and smaller, and at the end you were actually crawling on your knees down this tunnel, and at the end of the tunnel was a slab of rock that crossed the uh, circular tunnel in half. Uh, and that was called the Devil's Writing Table. But through my mind at the time, I, I felt that, that that was almost a supernatural experience when I saw this place because all that I could get in, into my head at the time was the, the symbol of a circle with a horizontal line. And that stayed with me all my life. And uh, when I started writing the book, uh, that played a big role into my figuring out what was going on on that property. I've got to tell you something, Dave. As a young child, you were a gutsy little devil going into a cave a mile. I didn't think of it at the time, but I can't believe that I was allowed to do this. <laughs> uh, and it could get quite dangerous in those caves, too, but we became very uh, very much an expert on the caves. Um, you've got children, right, Dave? No, no, no kids. Uh, when you have children, will you let them go a mile deep into a cave? Hell no. <laughs> Not a chance. But uh, these, those were different times, and it yeah. was West Virginia, and there was really no crime. <laughs> and uh, really, all you had was your adventures. And they were the good old days, weren't they? I can, I can, uh, I can agree Absolutely. with you there. Dave, how did you acquire the property your book is about? Well, that, that's uh, – and, and the whole books, uh, it was started uh, in this instance. I was in, pa- in, in Papua New Guinea mm-hmm. about 16 years ago, and I was on a dive trip, actually. And I purchased a property in um, right near Blacksburg, Virginia, uh, and this was about 16 years ago. And I purchased, purchased the proper, property sight unseen. Um, at the time, my girlfriend at, at the time was going to uh, veterinary school at Virginia Tech, and we were looking for a piece of property, and we had been looking for about a year or so, and I just happened to be on a scuba diving trip in Papua New Guinea, 
And the real estate agent got in touch with me by satellite phone because I was floating in a boat <laughs> on the Coral Sea. And so it wasn't a very easy conversation. You know, we had about a five-second delay. And, <laughs> yeah. But, but he, he, I, he got the information across to me that he had mm-hmm. found a piece of property, went on the market that day, and there were already three other offers on the property. Oh, wow. Well, I, of course – um, it was right in my price range that I was looking for. Plus, I figured if three other people wanted it so bad, it had to be a decent piece of property. So I said, what the heck? Uh, I told the real estate agent to – I got the message across to him finally on the phone to offer $1,000 over the asking price, and we would just see what happens. What the heck? And by the time I – and that was, I think that was the last night of my trip. And, and by the time I got back to the United States, I was the owner of the property. Wow, that, if that isn't coincident or synchronicity, well, I don't know what is. Exactly, and that's what the book's about. The really the mantra of the book: there are no coincidences. Everything's connected, and everything happens a re- happens for a reason. And I, I've connected all these coincidences that happened all my life. I finally put them together uh, to figure out what was going on on, on this property. But uh, after after I bought the property and I was the owner of this property. Mm-hmm. Um, I was answering an insurance question, um, and I had to pull out the plat of the property. And uh, I pulled out the plat of the property to answer the question and saw my mother's maiden name written down in the bottom corner of the plat of the property, which is Seibold. So uh, obviously I had to go find a chair yes. <laughs> to sit down because I didn't know what was going on at this point. Um, but that that brings me back to the first time I even walked up, uh, walked on, on top on this property. The property sits in in the gap of the mountains. It's a very strategic piece of property. It's in a what they call a water gap in the mountains, and it turned turned it turns out that this was a uh, the only passageway east and west through the mountains from anybody going from Virginia to the Ohio Valley, or or they would have to cross over this property. So. And, and, and so the property has all this energy, and it's uh, energy embedded down into the property. And you could feel it the first day I walked out on the property. Chill bumps would go up and down my spine as I looked over the, the porch deck, which it, it's, it's an old mill site. And it overlooks a creek and a dam and oh, three gosh. mountains. And the mill's no longer there. But the, da- the water going over the dam, it sounds like you're at the ocean when you're on the front, on the front porch. And, but you're in the mountains. <laughs> So I knew it was very special the very first time I went on the property. But after I found my mother's maiden name, that started me that started me going crazy to find out what was really going on in this piece of property. That is an amazing story. Um, oh, I, I can I can't fathom the the feeling of pride and 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 all the other emotions that you must have been going through. And here you are, you went through all of this. And the property that you bought, without even seeing it, you bid outbid by a thousand dollars on the asking price, was actually your ancestral property. That's correct. Yes, and 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 the feeling I got when I walked on the property before I knew about my mother's maiden name was exactly that. It was it was, uh, and, and I, in fact, I was the only one that felt this. <laughs> my girlfriend at the time. Uh, she, she she had told me in advance that it had a nice view, <laughs> but I had no idea that it was this, you know, I've traveled all over the world.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo-TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like x-zone sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Exonation. Dave Miller is my special guest this hour. He's the author of Appalachian Supernatural. His website is www.thecyboldeffect.com. And I would imagine the Cybold Effect has everything to do with your mother's maiden name. <laughs> uh, correct. Uh, but that was only the start. Uh, things didn't even get crazy uh, until later. Oh, wow. Um, Take us through the craziness. 
<laughs> uh, after uh, I found out about my mother's maiden name, yeah. I started doing research on the property. And, of course, this property is only about 30 to 40 miles away from Greenville, West Virginia, mm-hmm. where I grew up. And it's actually attached to the same limestone bedrock that Greenville, the, the, the Saltpeter Caves are part of. And as, as you might know, already know, limestone has a, has a very spiritual essence to it. It sure does. Since it, uh, limestone is, is actually the shells of living organisms that were once on the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's, so anyway, uh, after I found out, found out my mother's maiden name, I... Uh, Whoops, keep on going. Okay, you, okay uh, no problem. Yeah. Um, so... After I, I just started doing research on the property, mm-hmm. and I found out of the first five women that graduated from Virginia Tech, two of them were related to me, and they graduated in 1925. One of them, Lucy Lee Lancaster, became the librarian at Virginia Tech for the next 52 years. Holy cow. And her hobbies was genealogy, <laughs> and now her papers are archived at the, at the Virginia uh, tech library as a Lucy Lee Lancaster collection. And I went through those 40 boxes of papers and I discovered that the property I just bought was connected to three of my first generation grandfathers from 1738. So obviously <laughs> I'm more, even more overwhelmed now. Well, of course. And to find out that these, these three first generation grandfathers were the founding fathers of the new river German settlement. They were the first Europeans into this area, and they established their New River uh, German settlement uh, and their colony basically right on top of the property I just bought. Wow. And that's just the beginning. (laughs) There's more? Uh, yeah, yes, it's, it's a lot more. Um, so and this property, I also found out this property was connected to George Washington, the French and Indian War, the Draper's Meadow Massacre that happened the day before Braddock's defeat up in, uh, pit, uh, near, in, near Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when uh, General Braddock was ambushed by Indians, and George Washington was there and, and a number of other people. And uh, General Braddock was killed in this this ambush. But this happened the day after the Draper's Meadow Massacre, which was a uh, 20 Shawnee Indians attacked the Draper's Meadow Colony, which was located right beside the New River German settlement. And they killed or kidnapped everybody that day. And, And there's a book written about it called Follow the River. Holy cow. Uh, about Mary, Mary Ingalls being kidnapped and she escaped and, and mm-hmm. followed the river back to her home. But they, but my, where my property comes in is they crossed over my property twice that day, and so did the Shawnee Indians. So all this energy <laughs> and history is being, being embedded into, the, into my property. Right. Uh, so what we uh, so, uh, so, so the history of this place is, is, is incredible. And so I studied that for about 10 years um, and tried to document all the history and stuff like that. But and I eventually took the property over for myself. The girlfriend actually was gone, <laughs> but of course I kept the property. And I took it over for myself and, and started a remodeling project on the property. And that's when the supernatural activity started up on the property. And I filmed and photographed every bit of it as it happened. 
Well, you know the old saying, girlfriends come and go, but property is always there. <laughs> well, this is definitely true in this case. You know, I, I had a funny feeling that the girlfriend was no longer in the picture every time you said my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> exactly. And she actually lived in this house for four years. Really? And never experienced any supernatural activity at all. Huh. Because she wasn't the target, I was. Why? You know, what kind of supernatural activity were you targeted under or by? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, the, the first experience, uh, I even have a chapter in the book called The Seventh Step. And I started remodeling the stairway uh, in the house, which yeah. was old 300-year-old oak stairway. But it had, it had a couple layers of carpeting, mm -hmm. two or three layers of paint. And so I had to hand scrape each step. Um, to get it restored, and it was 12 steps all together, so I started out with step number one. So, so it, you were it, actually doing a 12-step program in your own house. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. And actually, uh, numerology plays a big part in this book, and, uh, and the, the number seven is very critical uh, in the book, too, and that's why I call this the seventh step, because I started with step number one, yeah. and you know, it took me maybe all weekend to do one set of steps. So by the time I got to the seventh step, uh, when I stood on the, the seventh step, chill bumps started going up and down my spine, exactly how, how they did when I first walked on the property that first day. And I could step off the step, and they would go away. I could either step down the step or up the step, and they would go away. And I could recreate this feeling anytime I wanted to. So obviously, I'm thinking this place is haunted, <laughs> you know, without a doubt. And, yeah, but it's got my vote. Go ahead. I, I said, it's gotten my vote. <laughs> uh, but the, the thing was, it wasn't scary at all. It wasn't, it wasn't foreboding. It wasn't scary. It, right. was, it, it was exhilarating and exciting. So I'm, it didn't really feel like a haunting, but yet something really weird was going on. So I started watching all the ghost shows I possibly could because I needed to investigate this. You know, I, might, I thought, thought it might be the mill manager, maybe, maybe hid gold under that seventh step. I don't, you know, I didn't know. Hey. So I, I started doing all this research and figured out how to start um, uh, investigating it. So I, I did, first I did an EVP on, on, on the stairway, and right when I was crossing over the seventh step, I got a big, a, real, a loud squelch on my uh, EVP uh, recorder. Mm -hmm. and, but, it, but it was weird because it wasn't a voice. It was more like a squelch. It was more like something was trying to interfere with my equipment to, to let me know that it was trying to communicate with me. It wasn't like, but it wasn't talking to me like a – so I, I was thinking – I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was a, a communication event is what I felt like it was. So I went out and bought an $80 Panasonic infrared camera, and I started filming the steps at night. And the first time I filmed the steps, I would pass over the seventh step three times. The, 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 it would, uh, it would uh, go black. I'd lose two frames. And on the third time I passed over the steps, you could see something morph off. It was like a piece of ectoplasm jumping off the set, step, the seventh step. And you could only see it if you went back and looked at frame by frame. But once you saw it, you could see it with you know your, your real eye. But it took it. It would only show up in three frames, so that meant it jumped off that step in one tenth of a second. But it was it was more it was done to uh, something was trying to tell me something. 
and I didn't know what it was, but, but that's, that, but I wasn't scared at all. Did you ever, uh, did you ever find out who that was or what that was that was, that was there with you? Uh, well, I, I started filming other places in the house and mm -hmm. every time I would go out and film something uh, or film something, uh, something would happen. It was, it was like they were manifesting itself in the way that I thought it was, should be. After I, the, I saw this piece of ectoplasm jump off the step, I then got recorded orbs flying around, round orbs. And it just so happened to be right after I was watching ghost shows, which everybody has orbs <laughs> everywhere. So uh, uh, it was like something was trying to communicate with me, was trying to, but, was, but was manifesting themselves and something that I would recognize as something trying to contact me. So it was very strange. And, and, and I kept on filming things all over the house in different shapes, sizes, uh, all like no, no apparitions, no, no apparitions at all. It was all energy. It was all. Uh, so I'm thinking it, it's, it's all the, uh, I probably didn't mention this either. The property sits on the sacred hunting grounds of the Cherokee Indians also. And, and that gave me a lot of the answers when I started studying their folklore and their, uh, their, uh, spirituality gave me a lot of, um, uh, answers to the questions I had about the property. You know, uh, I'm listening to you tell the story, and I, I would put the property up for sale. Thanks very much. I don't want to stay here. <laughs> well, but that's what I'm saying. It wasn't scary at all. Yeah. I was, I was uh, just greatly excited. I knew something was trying to contact yeah. me. Something was trying to show me something, and it, it was like it, they would give me clues. And if I figured out one clue... I would get another. Well, right now I'm getting a, I'm getting a message right now. From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond, you're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. AVS Media The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213 
401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Back to the Exxon, Dave Miller is our special guest this hour. He's the author of Appalachian Supernatural. His website is thecyboldeffect.com. All right, Dave, when you and I last uh, chatted, we were talking about this entity that, that you caught on, um, on uh, what was it, infrared? Uh, infrared video, yes. Yeah. And EVP. And, and EVP. And what else did you catch? <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it seemed like every every effort that I made to film something, yeah. something appeared on the film. Uh, definitely in tune with what I was going through at the time. Uh, definitely, it was uh, it was my my brain was connected to whatever was going on in in that house, and I would film things everywhere, and but never never scary, ne- never 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 fearful. Uh, just all complete excitement about the whole thing and I, and I was just I felt like a detective I, I I was giving these given these clues and it was up to me to figure out what was going on and they were most helpful <laughs> and extremely friendly that seemed to me they seemed to be friendly and mischievous uh, they instead of scary and foreboding which told me that it it, it what what I was coming to the conclusion that it had something to do with ancient Indian spirits. Uh, that's the only thing that I could uh, rationally wrap wrap my head around. 
And so I started filming everywhere and, 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 and slowly, but surely I was filming things and it, was draw, and it was slowly drawing me outside of the house. And I would go out on the front porch and this is an, uh, an old porch with, with an iron railing around the edges. Mm-hmm. And I started doing, um, using my Tesla meter to, uh, check the magnetic field and, when I would cross, uh, when I go over to the railing, especially to the center center rails, the Tesla meter would 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 shoot up tenfold uh, in 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 velocity, and so, but but I was thinking more like this was maybe a man-made type of piezo effect uh, because this is these are uh, iron railings bolted into limestone concrete, which which was sitting on limestone bedrock so i'm thinking that this was an avenue um for whatever is trying to, it was it was more like an energy coming out from the ground that that i felt that this entities fed off of it gave them energy to manifest themselves and and feed off and remember I, i'm I, there's a there's a strong creek out front and going up with water going over dam so i'm creating all this man uh, not man-made but uh earth Earth energy was being created at this point, and I'll, I'll talk about it a lot in my book, where it's multiple energy sources all converged to this piece of property, and I could I could measure it on devices. I could use divining rods, and they would cross when I cross when I passed over the railing. The, the divining rods would cross. Um, the Tesla meter would go crazy. Uh, I could take a compass. And, ro- and make the needle rotate and uh, around its axis over the porch. So I knew there's a, a, a huge energy system going on right here, but I figured that that was just an energy source for whatever is manifesting themselves. So that that brought me outside, and I started and I, and, and I, w- I would film when it would every time there was a um, weather event of any type, like snow or rain, mm-hmm. the creek out front, and you were over on the front porch, you're overlooking the creek. And you could see the creek would start bubbling up like a witch's cauldron uh, after every weather event. And I came to realize I think this is, this has had to do with a lot of acid rain on limestone, you know, creating all kinds of chemicals and all these energy systems converging, and uh, that was what was causing it. But it was obviously also a source of energy for what was manifesting themselves on the property. So, so tell me, did you ever identify what was manifesting on the property? Uh, yeah, I believe I, <laughs> I believe I did, and, and and that's with the last chapter of the book, that, and that's the, the, titled "The Cybold Effect." I put all all these thousands of coincidences together, and I figured out exactly what was going on in that property. But the supernatural activity wasn't the end of the story. It got even more exciting after that, if you can believe it. <laughs> all right, now you've got my total attention. What else happened? <laughs> uh, well, after the after this these energy systems brought me outside. Mm-hmm. I was still filming stuff. Uh, I was filming stuff over the creek uh, at night uh, in all, all different types of uh, uh, morphing lights and 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 I started using um, full spectrum full spectrum vid- uh, videos. And I was capturing stuff on that also. Well, it, 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 so so now I'm attuned. Anything that go, is going on anywhere on this property, I'm attuned. I'm tuned into it. So I'm watching everything. And one morning, 
it was a, a light snow outside, and I was drinking my coffee, and I was standing on the front porch, and I looked over the railing, and I could see the outline of an old trail going over my property. And I could see it because of the, of the white, little bit of white snow and the dead brown leaves. Mm-hmm. And it was evident. I, and I knew there were all kinds of Indian trails, and I talk about the Indian. I mapped out a lot of the Indian trails in the book, uh, and I knew that there was an Indian trail nearby, but I thought it was all covered up by roads and, and everything. So <laughs> I saw this trail, and I went out, I went out to the trail immediately because I, I knew it immediately was an old Indian trail. And I went over to the end of it where it was cut off by the road and overlooked the da- where the mill used to be. And it was stopped right there, but there was, there was a strange-looking rock there. And I thought that might be a... a uh, um, a trail marker of some sort, you know, for early surveyors, you know, even George Washington was an early surveyor in that area. I figured this, this rock had like hack marks all over it. And so I, I said, well, this is, a, this is a cool trail marker of some sort. So I took, I started taking high, uh, high definition fo- uh, photographs of everything. And then I started studying these photographs for hours and hours and hours. And then one day it, I realized what this trail marker was. It was an ancient petroglyph of unknown origin. It had marks on it that, that were incredible. And studying these, uh, these markings, I realized over time that the whole side of the mountain where this house sits is covered in rock formations. And now I'm convinced more than ever that every one of these rock formations are ancient carved petroglyphs. And they're the most creative uh, petroglyphs, they're not like cave paintings of stick figures and stuff like that. These are highly creative uh, rock formations. And, and I, I've got hundreds and hundreds of portable artifacts now that are incredibly uh, incredible pieces of art. Uh, no matter what angle you look at these rocks from, you see a different image. It's, 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 almost, it's almost as if these couldn't, could not have been been humanly made. It's almost like it has a supernatural aspect to it. And I have found a number of extraterrestrial uh, carvings. <laughs> uh, I know all this sounds, this is crazy. That's why I had to self-publish my book, by the way, because nobody believed my story. <laughs> and I figured if I had to convince people what was going on, I had to write the book, which has about 300 photographs in it. And uh, I have an Instagram account, at The Cybold Effect, uh, at The Cybold Effect, that I've posted now about 150 of these photographs, high quality photographs that will actually blow your mind. Let me, let me ask and you I'm, something before you go on. Um, okay. Have you brought any experts in to, to authenticate the findings yes, that you've I've done? Yes, I've had a, the state archaeologist out there. What did he say? Uh, but his comment was he had never, ever in his entire life seen anything like it. And that's the trouble with the scientific community. And that's what also convinced me to write the book was that they – the archaeologists have never seen – this is something nobody's ever seen before, and they're, they're taught that this stuff does not exist. So his only comments were that he's never, ever seen anything like it, but he, but he did – he was more interested in the paranormal end of the story than the archaeological side of it. But these, these rocks are so strange that if you're, walk in, you're looking at them, you can see that they're strange, but you really don't notice what they are until you study the photographs. Because if you capture them at a certain angle and make these three-dimensional objects two-dimensional, you see exactly what's going on. Wow. Um. So, but, but, that's, but that's the reaction I got 
when I tell people the scientific community about it, they look at me like I'm absolutely crazy. Uh, and I, I contacted the National, Ge- uh, National Geographic, right. Smithsonian Institute, and they were all interested. But, you know, what could they do? So I, I knew at that time I had to document everything and put it in a book and uh, figure out what was going on here. What is your profession? <laughs> I was a national accounts manager for 25 years, and I quit that job to write the book. Wow, good for you. Because, because the story is so incredible, it needs to be... You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. I'll tell you about the magic and the free 
XO Nation, Dave Miller is my special guest. He's the author of Appalachian Supernatural. His website is www.thecyboldeffect.com. And first of all, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show. Very interesting story that you are telling us and sharing with us. And I thank you for that. Uh, do you have any animals, Dave? Uh, not now, <laughs> but 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 actually, the 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 story involves um, animals greatly. It, it it as as sensational as the story is with supernatural activity mm-hmm. documented on film. Uh, the what they think that I've discovered ancient. I didn't mention that before, but uh, I've written a couple articles now for Ancient Origins magazine, which they think that I have discovered an ancient civilization on my property, and. Uh, as sensational as all this is, it's the backstory on wh- on what I think happened on this property that, that that is a sensational story, even more so than the petroglyphs and the supernatural activity. All right, what do you think happened there? <laughs> um, well, uh, as I said before, this 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 property sits on, on that sacred hunting grounds of the yeah. Cherokee Indians, mm-hmm. and in studying their spirituality. Uh, I have come to the conclusion that um, that this is this this involves much more than than the supernatural activity and, and the petroglyphs. This involves a, a great argument for the existence of an afterlife, because I'm convinced now that uh, uh, ancient Indian spirits and my ancestral spirits colluded with each other and conspired with each other to bring to mark me as a child and bring me to this piece of property to find this ancient civilization. And we're talking about an ancient temple area in the, on the property, um, and I've documented this, and, 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 and I've got sp- uh, specific stone alignments that all come to play in here. So it's my contention <laughs> that these ancient spirits uh, brought me to this piece of property to find this, find, find this um, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever I found, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm convinced that, that this is exactly what happened, and I document every, and I, and I almost, I make a very strong argument in the book with fact, nothing but facts, and it's very scientifically approached on why I was brought there and what I was supposed to find when I got there. And, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a very uplifting, <laughs> uplifting story, and, and, but it's a very spiritual story. Uh, not religious, but very spiritual. And I'm convinced that this is the case because how else – you have to b- believe two things, mm-hmm. or one of two things. You have to believe, one, that everything that I write about in the book, me getting the property and finding that, the civilization or whatever it is, was all coincidental. It's all random. It all happened. But but if it. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit 
www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464. 